Devilball! Welcome to Yorgasm, where we chat about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster 360. He's Steve, Xbox Live Stevenich. And we are lassoing in episode 84 today on August 13th, 2018. We are recording this week's episode a bit later than usual due to both of us returning from vacation, which is kind of interesting considering that the last previous episode, we were recording a bit earlier than normal because we were getting ready to go on said vacations. But we're back and I'm staring my bald and beautiful brother in the face. I feel like I haven't seen you uh, in a week. Feels longer than a week, actually. Does it? It does. I would say I concur. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I uh-huh. must. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I'm feeling good though, man. I needed that vacation. I just really, man. I I came back and I just I feel as though my my creative reservoir was very low going into the vacation and then coming back. I feel as though it's it's been replenished. Well, that's good, Ross. Yeah. What are you going to do with that, huh? Well, I mean, I, I just feel like I am feeling more inspired, more relaxed. I got my energy back. And I mean, I suppose I could go into what exactly it was that I did. Well, I'm not twisting your arm or anything, <clears throat> You don't need to, Steve. <laughs> I want to now. I feel compelled to. <laughs> Share in my adventures. No, I ended up going to Reno and Re- I... Reno or Re-yes? It's, in this case... Uh, it's a no. It's Got a it. no. No. <laughs> if there was ever a yes, there was a no. But, um, yeah, I ended up... I was talking to our buddy, Shawnee Sean. DJ Shawnee Sean. Where'd you get the DJ from? I don't know. Okay. Just sounds good. Random. Anyway. <laughs> did you say hi to him, by the way? I sent you a I text. Did. Okay. I did, yeah. I had been talking to him on the phone and was just talking about how tiring it can be, how exhausting it can be when you're adulting 24-7. And he was kind enough to actually fly me out. He bought my ticket. He's like, you know what? You need to come out, get some R&R. And uh, I took him up on that offer. I was like, wow, that's very kind of you. And yes. I would love to do so. And <laughs> since you bought me that, um, <laughs> can you give me one of these too? <laughs> what else you got? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I went for a week and my wife ended up shipping our lovely daughter over to the grandparents' house. So that actually, uh, my wife ended up having a, a vacation of sorts herself. She had kind of a staycation at, at home, which she was wanting. <laughs> for a while she just she just wanted that alone time and so she was able to get that and it was great man and going back to Reno I haven't been there in I think 6 years maybe even longer I'm not exactly sure maybe actually you know what I think it was longer I think it's longer I think it may have been actually uh closer to 8 years cuz that's when I first met your wife was in Reno That's right That's very right And that's what basically when I just started my relationship Almost. Almost. <laughs> Around that time. We were talking, Russ. 
<laughs> you were just counting down the days until she was legal, <laughs> weren't you? Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, it was it was super fun because um, uh, Sean is someone who I worked with back at uh, a company called 3G Studios, and we worked on uh, a number of uh, of titles there. And he's just he's just one of my best buddies. Um, we've kept in touch since that time and it was just really great to let, you know, he had just bought himself a house there and we ended up like just playing tons of video games. He actually got introduced to horizon zero dawn and he, I am happy to report is obsessed over that game. He cannot get enough of it. He put in, I don't even know how many hours when I was over there visiting. Uh, but it was just great to just sit down and just watch him play. We were watching lots of movies. We were looking at uh, art of books. So, so a lot of books are based off of movies or video games, that sort of thing. He introduced me to a lot of uh, different kind of independent coffee shops that are in the area, like four different ones. And it was, it was great. I mean, like there was like a new, let me ask you this, Steve. Oh have you ever heard of oatmeal coffee? Yes, I have. Really? I've never had it, but I have heard of it. Yes. I never heard of it, and he introduced it to me. That is a fine piece of Joe right there. Russ, there's a lot about coffee you don't know. Oh, I know. I am I am very much a newbie when it comes to all the intricacies <clears throat> and different preparation styles uh, that coffee can offer. Man, you drink coffee, it's like you're awake. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they, I love having it in the morning. You ever had that morning? They have this thing in it called caffeine. <laughs> So, no, it, it was really cool to be able to get introduced to that. What's interesting about the oatmeal portion of it is that it actually makes the coffee thicker. Right. It's almost kind of like a frothy, milky kind of a texture. It's, it's very different, but, man, it was good. And the coffee was fantastic. I, I have actually kind of turned over a new leaf when it comes to some of these coffee houses because I know early on in my coffee drinking career, I really didn't care for those kind of places. I tend to just go to Starbucks and get my yeah. coffee there, that sort now, of thing. Starbucks is a default, but that doesn't mean it's awesome. Right? Yeah, I've really all of a sudden evolved uh, and <laughs> just kind of realized how Starbucks coffee, while okay, is not the best. It's, oh, they're yeah. basically like caffeinated milkshakes is what they make over there. Yeah. Uh, but these places that actually do the, the hardcore brewing of coffee and whatnot, there is, for whatever reason, I don't know what, what they do different, but the, the quality of the drink is very apparent. So I was, I was pleased about that. And it was necessary because we were staying up until uh, 3 a.m. on average every night. And, and it was just great just being able to sleep in in, in the, the mornings. And I had uh, my iPhone or my laptop open at times and just watching art tutorials just as I just laid there, just waking up and it was just the best. Also the weather, even though it was hot and it's in a desert, the dry heat actually was a welcome thing for me just because in Texas right now it is so sticky and humid yeah. and no, oh, yeah, the dry heat's awesome for sure. It really is. I mean, I can tell my body was just responding to it really positively and, and, uh, it was, it was fantastic. Every morning we would have breakfast outside. We'd just be hanging out outside and it was just lovely. They had like a nice breeze going. The only bummer was that you could actually see the smoke coming from all the wildfires from California. And I think like the number is up to like 18 wildfires or something like that over there. But you could actually see it coming over the Sierra Nevadas and, um, 
on a couple of days, you could actually kind of smell it too. You could yeah. smell it in the air. I mean, that's 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 when you know you've got quite a few big fires going on there. That's when you know stuff's burning. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they're able to get that under control sooner rather than later. That's when you know it's definitely hotter someplace else. <laughs> that's the kind of heat you don't want. So... Anyway, it was, yeah, it, it was so nice. I got to also see Jace, which was cool. We uh, we actually ended up going to this place called Press Start, and it's like this like vintage antique arcade that's in Reno. It's, it's also kind of a bar kind of place, but it's great because they literally had like all of the big time arcades from the 80s and 90s there. I mean, they had like Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. They had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade. They had the X-Men arcade. They had the Simpsons arcade. They even had the Michael Jackson's Moonwalker arcade, which, if you recall, is very different from the Sega Genesis title. The Sega Genesis title, you know, of course, was like the the 2D side-scroller kind of thing. But the arcade version was an isometric version that like kind of looked down, that three-quarter view, and you had like three Michael Jacksons that could play at one time. You remember that, Steve? Oh, yeah. They all had different color suits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. They also had my favorite pinball machine, which is Medieval Madness. I was very happy to see that. And they also had like like the, the really old classics like Centipede and Joust, all those. So it was it was a lot of fun to be able to get some some cocktails and be able to relive some of the glory days. In fact, even the, the room itself had that kind of like... Um, machine heat that was emanating or emitting from all the different arcade cabinets, which totally brought me back to That's the like old days. It's like dusty heat is what that is. Yeah. And, and there were a couple of <laughs> times I actually had a little bit of sweat going, you know, it was, it was just, I don't know. It, it was a really fun experience to be able to go to something like that and, and, and just be reminded of, of how those days used to be. Did they have like Purell wipes nearby so you can take them and wipe off the buttons and the knobs? <laughs> I don't think they did. I, it was it was uh, appropriately dirty. <laughs> so you, you walked up to a, a machine and then and the, and the joystick was kind of <laughs> knobby, but it was like, you know, greasy. You're going, uh, I really want to play this game. There's only one, but this is really gross. I really want to play though. Okay, let's just go for let's it. Let's just go for it. I can always wash my hands after. Just don't touch my eye. I'm on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I can afford to be germy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the places we ended up not being able to go was Lake Tahoe just because we just we just ran out of time and we had yeah. all this other stuff going on. We were initially thinking about taking a drive through there and uh, that got pushed to the next time we get together. But um, what was really fun was that actually uh, Sean welcomed me at the airport in his Porsche GT3. Mm. That is a fine piece of automobile if I do say so myself. It is. Definitely. I, I was a little in awe. I, I wasn't sure if I should even touch it because it's uh, it's it's quite it's quite a, a spectacle. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a good car. Yeah. They make them a lot better now than they used to. Mm. It used to be before that uh, you you bought a Porsche. You're like, okay, you got to buy another one because you know when this one starts to break, importing parts from Germany, big pain in the rear. Now, Steve, let me ask you something. Oh, jeez, here we go. How do you prefer to pronounce the name? Do you usually say Porsche? Or Porsche, um, because I've heard it both ways. Yeah, you could say it um, either way. It didn't really matter. Tomato, tomato. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Well, you know, but just be respectful um, to the brand, to the name. I would say Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. Okay. Because there are people who were there who were referring to it as Porsche. I know. Hmm. I know. 
Uh, yeah, it's whatever. You know, okay. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking it, it, you because you are the car guy. It's yeah. Depending on the, I, uh, yeah, some of the cars, yeah, I, I think there was, I, there's a few different cars that if you pronounce it the Italian way mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I could see how that totally makes sense. Like Pagani, mm-hmm. um, or Bugatti, mm-hmm. something like that. Everyone be like, Bugatti? What? That's going to be weird. No, no, no. You got to say it. Whatever. Everyone knows what you're talking about. So us, we have the the long O sound, which is what the E on the end, you know, you, could, you have to elongate the, the, the word Porsche. Mm. And we don't use E as an A, Porsche, uh. I mean, either way, it's it's whatever. Okay. But I will tell you. Um, yeah. First, if you're not used to being around the car, you get in there, you're like, you know, I don't want to touch anything. The leather is so soft. Do my, do my pants have any copper knobs on them, you know, anywhere? Because I don't want to, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, You realize everything in here is very expensive. Yeah. It's funny. When I used to do the car stereo thing, some of my installers, they wouldn't even wear jeans. They would wear, like, sweatpants or, like. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Any other kind of, like, clothy pants because some of this leather, you don't want anything happening yeah. in the side of the car. So. They didn't wear those those jeans with the the plastic jewel decorations oh, on, yeah, on the yeah, back no. pockets, <laughs> <laughs> little stones. <laughs> those uh, were like from like the mid two thousands or something. Yeah, no, definitely not. There was one time though. There was a guy. Um, he was a newbie too, but when he got, we, we were working on a <coughs> an older Acura NSX, uh-huh. uh, and you know, classic now. But we were working on it, and he had to get in there to do one last thing. But he just didn't sit in the seat mm-hmm. he got in but in his knee like he put his knee in the chair mm-hmm. but the leather was so old and he put all his weight on his knee that the leather ripped oh. right across so we're going oh he didn't work too long after that uh, yeah. but, I, I um, wouldn't expect so yeah that's expensive going to the art book portion of my vacation that was something that was just so therapeutic for me because for the longest time recently I really haven't had time to just really get involved with that just just drinking all that in and it was great because we actually went to Barnes and Noble which I hadn't been to in years like I just I never have the time to go and I just didn't I, I kind of became unplugged I guess you could say from that whole thing and what was nice was that as a warm-up Sean actually has uh, quite a few of those different books, like I mentioned before. And so it was great because I got to actually kind of browse through some of them. And um, it was just fun to look at. And so when we went to Barnes & Noble, I ended up picking up uh, a couple of new art books, art of, within the the (laughs) gaming industry, (laughs) which uh, I I carried up here to show you. Let me just just grab one of these real quick. Okay, so this is a game that you, I don't think you've played, but it's the uh, art Dishonored. book of, yeah. yeah, the art of Dishonored 2. And uh, even though you haven't played it though, I mean, like there's just all kinds of, of just superb art style in here. I've always been a fan of it. I'm, I haven't beat the game yet, but I'm still very much interested in their, their design. I've, I've actually kind of hit kind of a, a roadblock in the game. I can't pass it. Rusty, that's about the same story with... 99% of all the games you own. That is not true. I started playing it, and then, uh, I don't know, I, uh, something happened. I put it down. or started something <laughs> else. I couldn't not true. So I don't know. Yeah, not true. The most recent ones were Neo, because once again, like, that opening sequence, I couldn't mm-hmm. even pass. That was, mm-hmm. like, stupid hard. Uh-huh. And then there was the other one. What was the other one? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I, you know what? what? Wait a second. Uh-huh. Hold the phone, Russ. I Hold the phone. I'm, I'm not holding a phone. You were holding a phone, actually, just a second ago. But <laughs> I have to bring up something with you. We have to stall the set this episode for something you said on the last episode. Oh. I don't know. I said a lot of things. What, what are you referring to, Steve? My Netflix, Russ. <gasps> Steve, I will... You said you were going to watch it that night. I will have you know. And put it in the mail. I will have you know. I watched it. When? Uh, last week before I went on vacation. Yeah, right. Look, it's over there. The The thing yeah, is Look, open. it's over there. <laughs> it's opened up. The disc is, uh, it's either in my Xbox still, or I put it back over into the, uh, the envelope section. But I did watch it. Thank you very much. So, yeah, you and dad can now rest in peace. Rest in peace. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, I guess. And by the way, that was such a boring video, Yeah, it was kept pretty. But I told you, I don't think you were going to like it. I mean, it was okay. It was okay. But but still, just, gosh, the production value on that was just terrible. Oh, it's terrible. I looked on my Netflix queue. I was like, man, it is want you to send it back yet. Nope. <laughs> Great. Now when I want another movie, it's not going to be in the mail. <laughs> well, after the show, you can take that with you and put it in the mail, Steve. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. You should have put it in the mail after you watched it. No, nah, just leave it up there. Leave well, no, because like, like the very, you don't understand, the next day, I, I was like, next morning, I was leaving to uh, go to the Reno. You couldn't just leave it out there on no, your way Steve, out. I had to pack. Oh, gee. I, I had a, I got, I had an excuse. I, I did. <laughs> And that's why they're called excuses. It excuses me. <sighs> anyway, back to Dishonored. Okay. Art. So anyway, they got the Dishonored book here, which is awesome. I also got one that you're going to recognize, Steve. I, I recognize Dishonored. I'm not that out of touch. Well, no, I mean like in terms of the games you have played. Because you have not played Dishonored 2, correct? Correct. But you have played this one. Ooh. The Art of Castlevania Lords of Shadow. And this one, actually, it combines um, three different Castlevania games. It has the Lords of Shadow, Lords of Shadow 2, and then there's a third one. I think it was for, like, mobile or something, but I never played it. They had Lords of Shadow 2 you never played. I played it. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I bought it, but I have not played it. Again. Not even close to the first one. I don't even know what they were thinking, honestly. But I think they released a, like an Xbox Live arcade version of the game that uh, explained something in the first story that you didn't get enough of. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I mean, we both love the the first oh, one. Yeah. Lords of Shadow is one of my all-time ridiculous. favorite Xbox 360 games. Quite honestly, it's probably in my top 10 yeah. games I've ever played. So anyway, I don't know if you wanted to look at that at some point or not, but yeah. uh, it's pretty... Uh, Pretty awesome there. And then finally, th- this third one was actually uh, one that Sean bought and then realized how big of a fan I am of it. And he ended up just giving it to me. Oh. Him being the generous, nice guy he is. What did he give me? Yeah, he, he got you a whole lot of nada, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, he ended up actually ordering another copy of it for himself on Amazon. But um, this one has actually been making waves uh, through the various... Uh, 
video game portals and websites and all that kind of stuff. Let me just bend over here. This is a big one. Yeah, Ron's going to bend over there and get it. Yeah. Why don't you go yeah. ahead and do that, Russ? You know, you could have just left all that stuff on the table like turn <sighs> the other way. The art of Metal Gear Solid 1 through 4. Mm. This, Steve, this is a doozy. Uh, it's in a big box, so yeah, I would say it would be a doozy. Look at, look at the size of those books. Yeah. Very, very large. There is another art of book that is for, specifically for Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Mm. But I uh, haven't got it yet. I aim to get that as well to complete this whole thing. But this is 800 pages of pure awesomeness. So I haven't even had a chance to even look through it yet. Actually, it was really funny. The TSA agent got to look through it before I did because I was taking this home and it was in my suitcase carry-on. So their plastic-gloved goodness got to kind of thumb through just to make sure that everything mm. was safe and sound. After they're doing pat-downs on 500,000 people, That's they got right. to touch your art for the first time. Absolutely. After yeah. the anal probe and uh, pat-down that I think was a little too uh, intimate, hmm. they should have bought me dinner first. Then they decided to also... Is this thing loaded? <sighs> it says Metal Gear Solid. So, uh... And they are very... Uh, <laughs> that means there's metal in here. Where is it? They're, they're <laughs> they're, they were very thorough, Steve. They left no page unturned. <laughs> they wanted to make sure there was absolutely nothing hiding in here. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to them for doing <laughs> but such But they a, didn't see the last page. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So anyway, I thought after the show, you and I could take a look at this just because um, you and I, of course, are big fans of Metal Gear Solid and uh, a big thank you goes out to uh, Shawnee Sean. I thank you, Sean, on Russ's behalf. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, that kind of is a, a high-level uh, explanation of uh, how my vacation went. How was your vacation, Steve? Well, let's see. Um, I left at 4 in the morning. Actually, no, well, I left the house at 4 in the morning. I didn't actually leave the did you know, Russ? Uh, 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 how could I? I don't know what you were asking. It, I was thinking when I originally purchased my ticket that the airport would charge you less if you were going to take like a red eye out, like something like the last flight of the night. Mm-hmm. I, thought that, I figured they would charge you less. They charge you like double. Because <laughs> it's you, the last flight out of the day. But if you, if you go first thing in the morning... They didn't charge you all that much. You know I mean, why, Steve? Why was that right? Because in the why. event that you can't make that particular flight, you can always take the one after that, the one after that, the one after that, the one after that. That is, if there's another plane going to over there, yeah. Yeah. Your Typically, there are more than one plane that's going to any given destination, which gives <laughs> you, as the buyer, purchase power. I guess. Otherwise known as PP. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, they. Uh, it was funny because the the flight over there, they, they I flew on Air Canada, and uh, they were just like bragging on the new plane, like, "Oh, it's a new plane on our fleet, and isn't this great?" And da, 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 da. that chair felt like a wooden bench with a piece of leather wrapped tightly around it. I'm Ooh. thinking, oh, I mean. How is it? How are you bragging when my rear is asleep already? We haven't even left the tarmac. Oh man! Crying out freaking loud. So, 
You know, Russ, I didn't play hardly anything the whole entire vacay. Mm. Nor did I. I watch can't anything. imagine you did, Steve. So I did when I got back, though. Mm. Now we. Um, I was only there for the week and not the entire week. You know, some of us can't afford to go on lengthy vacations, Russ. Mm. So yeah, no, we uh, wandered around Canada for a little bit and saw our friends. Or who's and we, stuff. Steve? My uh, my my special lady friend there. Russ. Oh, okay. Mm. We went out. We went to this. Uh, they call it a heritage festival. A heritage festival. Yes. Festivus for the rest of us. What happens basically? There's about seventy tents. That's seven zero seventy. Mm, that's a lot of tents. A lot of tents. A lot of breaking down afterwards. That's true. But it's basically pretty much every, tons of different countries that bring their own food. Oh, I like this. So you can walk in and you pay like fifty bucks. And they give you all a bunch of tickets. Just now, a flat fee. A flat. Well, you can buy. You can <gasps> oh. buy whatever. But we wanted. It, we we were hungry, so we went around. We ate a bunch of stuff. It was like pretty much how you want your meat cooked, you know, or with the spices from whatever country they're from. So we tasted some pork here and some chicken there and some beef there, and you know, just chomped on down. Had a lot of gas afterwards there, Russ. I, uh, Nothing says romantic date like a lot of gas. Yeah, there was no, uh, I'm just being real, or no getting rid of it. Uh, my body was going, what is, I mean, it tasted okay, but we have never tasted this before, and we don't know what it is, but. That's a whole other level of bonding, Steve. <laughs> we'll process it somehow. You yeah. and your lady friend trade farts <laughs> yeah. back and forth. <laughs> Nothing says I love you more than you know what? I'll take you anyway. Just, you know, smelly, <laughs> like quite noisy, like whatever. Impressing the other with just what yeah. kind of operatic range your sphincter mm. has. Mm. Indeed. So quick trip, you know, just the weekend, long weekend, came back. The flight back was actually Actually, no, no, I was going to say it was better, but it was it's not really better. We got stuck on the tarmac again. Ah. Storm blew into uh, Colorado. And were you on the same wooden bench wrapped in leather as you were before, Steve? I was not. I didn't take the same airline home. Oh, you didn't? So no. you had a much... I hope your your seat was filled with cushiony goodness. Uh, it was a little bit more than last time. Yeah. I hope it gave your butt a nice, gentle hug. <laughs> I wish. No, um, but you know, on when I was flying out there, they had the, the screens on the backs of the of the seats, uh -huh. which is always nice. Like every airline should, if they're not going to feed you anymore, which they don't. <laughs> you want a small pack of pretzels? Oh, how about a meal? And I, I remember when I flew it from from San Francisco to LA to go to Disneyland, they would actually give us a meal. No, we don't get you any meal anymore. You want pretzels, <laughs> water? We don't give you soda, nothing. Good grief, but I'm flying to Canada. Uh, so they don't give you anything. Mm -hmm. But being stuck in the tarmac, they were generous with the small packages of pretzels. Oh, that's good. And they gave me two glasses of water. Oh. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the secrets I do, Steve, when I go traveling is right before I get on that flight, I always yeah, make you a put point to go to the, the store yeah, and I pick up one of those yeah. little bottled waters. Yeah. It's amazing how that cuts down the frustration by 50%. That's true, Russ. In fact, I actually get some kind of sick satisfaction when the stewardess comes by and fakes like she's so happy to ask me if I'd like something to drink and I can look at her and go, no. 
And then it throws her for a loop because she's expecting me to rattle off all these lists of requests of what I mm. need. And I just go, oh, you know what? I'm good because I've already been drinking the whole time. There was this lady behind me. We had some turbulence uh, taken off. There was a storm that was blowing in. Now we flew back into Colorado. See, there's no direct flight from Texas, Texas to uh, Canada. Mm. So you got to stop off somewhere in the Otherwise United. known as Canada. Right. So you got to stop off somewhere. Mm-hmm. So on the way back, we had to stop off in uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And we avoided a storm coming in. It was more like, all right, now, uh, if uh, you want to look over to your right, uh, we're going to try to dodge this uh, storm over here. You all stay seated in your seats, and uh, we'll try to make this as smooth as possible. Okay. So... Uh, <laughs> She was one of those people that I'm sure she was a very nice person, but when there was like, like a slight like uneasiness, she goes straight to the moon, and so straight to the moon, like just with her panic, like, like s- she start howling like a wolf, like Arr! no, oh, no. So we started flying up right, <laughs> and, the, and the planes bouncing along because of all the turbulence from the storm. And uh, she's like, oh, no, oh, no, this can't be good. This can't be good. Oh, no. Oh, no. And she's right behind me. I'm like, it's just turbulence. I mean, like, the plane's not topsy-turvy for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit of turbulence. Um, <laughs> she did that for, like, a good, like, 15 minutes. I, oh, man. Anyway, the joys of flying. I can't. I, 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 I wish there was, like, a bullet train mm. and go everywhere in the United States and beyond. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would not. I, I would give up flying. I definitely would. It, it, the, the temptation is definitely there. I, I completely understand. In fact, actually, I will share with you uh, some some flying adventures that happened when I went to Reno. The flight over to Reno actually had me sitting in the aisle seat, which I cannot stand. <laughs> I'm one of those guys where I like the window seat. Yeah. Because that means that all of the zoo... Uh, AKA humanity is only on one side of me as opposed to both sides of me. I had to sit in the aisle seat in which case there was uh, a father and uh, a really darling looking three-year-old daughter that was sitting next to him. The daughter had the window seat. He had the middle seat. I had the aisle seat and the rest of his family were directly behind us with two sons and his wife. This guy did what I lovingly refer to as man spread. Are you familiar <laughs> with the term man spread? Russ, I think every guy on the planet is. Steve, you never know. There what might happened? be people who don't know. But, Continue. Uh, you know, I was wearing shorts because I'm on vacation and it's freaking hot outside. <laughs> and he too was wearing shorts. This guy, uh, just, you know, of course, painting the whole picture, he has a three-year-old daughter, which means that her body does not take up nearly all the space in that other area. Now, you would think that social etiquette and logic would dictate that he would look and say, you know what? There's a whole lot of space that's being unused over there. And seeing as how I'm sitting next to a six-foot-one and tons-of-fun guy, I'm going to go ahead and kind of lean more that direction and kind of put my appendages over that way and everything else just to give that guy a little extra space. No, no, he didn't do that, Steve. He uh, decided to uh, spread his legs. And let me tell you, having your leg hair uh, intertwined with another man's leg hair in a uh, somewhat warm 
jet cabin. It's uh, <laughs> not for me. It's not my bag, baby. <laughs> it's disgusting. And uh, <coughs> was he getting kind of clammy and some of the clam kind of jumped off his leg onto yours? Uh, yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. It was foul. And his arms also proceeded to take over the armrests. And so... Um, Did he rub your earlobe a little bit? Like no. Your, okay. No, no. He didn't go that far. But <laughs> you could tell, like, he was just... He was a father who was en route to some sort of family vacation, and he was trying his best to just tune the family out and read the, some sort of book he had on his iPad. And to make matters worse, Steve, he had these sons that sat next, we're well not next to him, uh, behind him, behind us. And they were completely unruly. They were screaming and shouting and doing what brothers do. And you would think that parents in that kind of situation would try and control their brood, control their offspring. But they did no such thing. And actually, when we hit turbulence, the... Uh, <clears throat> The, the jet, as we were coming into Reno, actually had a fair amount of turbulence. And it got to the point where my stomach was actually starting to feel a little queasy. Normally, <laughs> normally I'm okay. Normally, I can handle that sort of thing. But Somebody it's just like, okay, bag. what the heck is going on? And we came in uh, pretty rock and rolly. <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, it's... During that whole situation, I'm noticing that my the the armrest on the right that's between me and these children's father is suddenly flapping up and down, like not just a little bit, but like going up to my face, like face level back down, face level back down. And I'm thinking, what is going on? And I look behind me and this kid, this like 10 year old boy who has his face in his mother's lap is like, just because he's bored or whatever reason is like flapping this armrest causing it to go up and down and up and down and up and down and do you think his father did anything about that Steve? No. Why don't you say anything to his mother? You know by that point we were so close to, to just I'm thinking it was really a test of will you know like we were about five to ten minutes away from from landing and I just, I could tell that they were just checked out. They probably weren't going to win uh, any kind of parent of the year awards. And so it would be pointless to argue with stupid. So I just kind of, you know, kept my mouth to myself. And uh, instead I just used the sheer brunt mass of weight that I possess that that little boy does not have. And I was able to just lean on that armrest, preventing him from constantly flicking the uh, the armrest up and down, up and down, over and over again. And of course, um, I forgot to mention too that during the the beginning of the flight, these same kids in the back uh, were sticking their hands and arms through the opening between my chair and their father's chair, and they were attempting to grab their father, but instead, half the time they grabbed me instead, and. Uh, it's not very fun, Steve. Did they give you any kind of titty twister there, Rod? No, no, they did not. <laughs> no, but I did stare. I kind of glared at their father like, uh, and actually I told I, I told their father, uh, your sons apparently are trying to grab you, but they're grabbing me instead. You know, I, if I was told that as a father, I'd be mortified because I'm like, I, I would say something to the effect of, I'm so sorry, sir, and uh, allow me to deal with this. And I would restrain my child from doing so. Surprised no one else said anything. No one else like pinged the uh, the stewardess. Be like, hey, 
I mean, what's going on in these chairs? Everyone's screaming and yelling. I mean, do they have to do that? I mean, is there anything you can do? I mean, as a stewardess, you would, and, and you're kind of paid to please the people that are on the flight and mm. keep them calm and ruly mm-hmm. as opposed to unruly. Mm. You think someone would just like, you know, take a stand and be like, look, everyone on this flight is having to put up with your rabble. Absolutely. So no, no kids screaming. Nobody fidgeted around. Hardly anybody even used the bathroom. Just a quiet plane, lights out. Only thing anybody was, or, or, or the only thing that was heard was just the plane engine. That's it. No mm. one even talking. I'm like, this is great. Awesome. No one coughed. No one was like sneezing. Bleh, bleh. You know, and all the recycled <laughs> air, you're like, oh, gross. <laughs> nasty. Oh, sorry. Speaking of nasty. <laughs> now, one thing I wanted to also mention too was during my vacation, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I was able to see Roy. Ah, yeah. And so I haven't seen him in quite some time. Since your wedding. Actually, he came here. Oh, that's right. And uh, I believe it was about two years ago. So, But but I, I had not seen his family yeah. since my wedding. And, uh, and it was just crazy to see all of his kids just, you know, they're all young adults now. I think the youngest is 19. The middle child is 23. And I think their oldest is 26. But it was just fantastic to be able to spend some time with them and hang out and of course, Roy is, is someone who I consider a mentor, and so it's it's always nice to be able to catch up with him. And he's a good man, Russ. I would go so far as to say he's a great man, Steve. He's the only person I've ever known to own the uh, Panasonic 3DO. The 3DO. Mm. Well, we could talk about that on a future episode of Joy Guys. <laughs> right there. Did you have anything else, Steve, or should we segue into the topic of the day? Uh, you know what, Russ. Let's just segue. All right. Sounds good to me, Steve. Let's start our topic of the day. Could you please inform everyone what our topic of the day is? We're going to be talking about the uh, second Red of Redemption. That is correct. The Red Dead Redemption 2 impressions. Last week, Rockstar Games was kind enough to drop a new gameplay trailer, and I didn't see it, and neither did you, since we were both on our respective vacations. But literally right before this podcast recording, we sat down to check it out. Steve, what'd you think? Russ! It looks amazing. It really does. It really does. You know, um, if anybody's going to do a Western game, it's going to be Rockstar. And I'm kind of glad no one else really has majorly done one um, because this they set the bar so high. Yeah. They really did. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that was a whip being uh, cracked. I didn't know what that was. Anyway. That was a whip covered in mucus. <laughs> If that was a hawkaloogie, I'd probably make the same noise. (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow, um, one of my, the only criticism I do have, Russ. Yo, here we go. Steve, those criticisms. So uh, being that I've played the, you know, and and you have played the other Red Dead Redemption, and we've played a couple Grand Theft Autos. Indeed. A couple of GTAs. The fighting like the hand-to-hand combat. The uh, accosting? Yes. 
all the movements seem to be exactly the same. I don't know they're the exact. Uh, maybe same. not exactly, but you could definitely tell they've they've borrowed. Perhaps there is a rock style. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps there is a rock star fighting rock style. <laughs> <laughs> back to the up at that time. Back to the lasso with mucus. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this thing hurts even worse because uh, it's wet. I'm gonna stop doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> Got it on my microphone. Gosh. Continue, Steve. So anyhow, um, yeah, that'd be that'd be only thing. I it's not that it's not terrible. But it's just something that I go, oh, yeah, looks like You recognize that you're a rock star player. Yeah. On a and I mean that in both ways. <laughs> yeah, uh, snap. Other than that, Russ, um, yeah, no, this is, uh, game looks great. If you look at uh, a lot of the movements, like with the animals and stuff, the birds, the horses, if you see a little uh, desert lizard, something like that, looks great, Russ. It looks great. Not only that, but the lighting, you know, coming through like the tree branches and stuff with a little bit of mist going on. I like that stuff. Uh, it's good stuff. I think they've really paid attention to the uh, the environment, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, even when you see them kind of trucking along there in the snow, you can see the snow prints, but they're not just like regular mm-hmm. default, you know, textured snow prints. It looks like they actually their foot sinking in the snow. It's, right. You know, it's real, it's a very rounded um, kind of render of the foot in there. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, be, being somebody who's walked through some snow, Russ, probably more so than anybody in this house. Uh-huh. Okay. I know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <Steve>. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, what'd you think of it? I'm excited. I just... I am excited about not just um, Red Dead Redemption 2, but a lot of the the titles that have come out for this current generation. You can see the graphics fidelity making huge strides. And I know that the previous generation of consoles, we had kind of hit this glass ceiling of just not being able to do much more with uh, the hardware performance that was provided. But games like Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War really exemplified what could be done with the environments. And this is no different. Looking at RDR2, um, I am very much impressed with what they've been able to do with the level of detail, with the graphics fidelity. And honestly, one of the, the standout jewels uh, that I noticed within the gameplay trailer was the gameplay itself. I mean, just the sheer amount of things that you can do in the game I thought was, was very well thought out. I mean, they really are striving for having a cowboy experience in just a a myriad of different ways. It's not just, Oh, I have my gun and I'm going to go rob somebody or whatever, but like they really want to immerse you into this world of the cowboy of the outlaw and it's just, I don't know. I look forward to the the whole feature of being able to bond with your posse. I like how like you have different means of doing so, whether it's playing cards or you're telling stories around the, the campfire. Uh, I can't even remember all the different things that, you, that, that they show you, but they also talk about how there's um, a, a definite um, choice feature where like the the different decisions that you make will shape the world. I've always been a big fan of that approach to this type of game just because it gives more gravity to the decisions that you do in fact make. And there is this this big gray zone area because you're playing this outlaw, but you're not limited to doing just 
like quote unquote outlaw decision making. Like you can actually do things that are more benevolent or more of a protagonist nature. And again, that's going to affect how your reputation is defined as well as just what the plot points are of the game. So I think that's great. I've always been a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of um, creative approaches to the storyline and whether it's a, you know, just a story being told to me or if I have certain impacts on the, the, the plot. So that is super cool. I, I like you love the snow interaction. God of war was like that too, where as I'm like shuffling through like knee high snow, it was um, just making these wonderful imprints and stuff. I mean, it, it was just fantastic. I love the scene where it shows you getting in, into kind of a bar fight in the mud and seeing how the mud gets on your clothes and based on where you step and stuff, it's making these indents and impressions in the mud. So it's, it is a just, it's a, it's a beautiful looking game. I, I, for one, am very much looking forward to being able to just ride my horse around. I mean, just <laughs> looking at the different vistas, having that kind of cowboy lifestyle. I, I've just, I remember loving, I mean, the original Red Dead Redemption is one of my all time favorite games. I would say that's probably in my top five um, games of all time that I think it's just, it was, it was such a, a an original game and they took a concept that I think no developer really wanted to try and tackle properly for fear that it wouldn't sell, but because they just, they completely just dedicated themselves to every aspect to it. It was a huge hit. Everybody who's played it loves the original Red Dead Redemption. And for this one, I think it's going to be no different. I think it's going to be uh, perhaps an even better romp through just because of the advances in the hardware, the advances of, of just how you maintain your production value and that sort of thing. And especially with the, also the gameplay too, because if you, if you think about the first Red Dead Redemption, some of the gameplay elements that I remember, like for instance, like you can lasso somebody and drag them behind your horse. You had, um, ambushes that would occur where like um, like a woman would act like she needs your help. You get off your horse and suddenly there were like five guys trying right. to rob you. You did have the ability to, I believe, to play Texas Hold'em, I believe it was. And I don't know if you could play poker too, but I mean, Texas Hold'em was kind of like the one of the big ones there. Um, and of course you had the ability to be able to like ride. I mean, just, just there, I don't remember there being any kind of like fast tracking or anything. You literally had to like use your horse to ride from one destination to the other. And that involved hours and hours of hearing those, those horseshoes kind of do that. But thing. I didn't mind it though. That, and I was just about to say that like the magic of the game was that I didn't mind that I didn't mind traveling. Like it was still fun. And due to some of the procedural AI that they had in there, like they, like the, the AI would spawn different types of events along the way that would keep me engaged, keep me entertained. But even like if there was no action taking place, just riding my horse, that was like one of the first games that like really had riding a horse, like, like one of the main features. Right. And, uh, it was, it, it was a blast to play. Was it a blasty blast? I will say a yeah. resounding yes. Yeah, if anyone's going to do it right, they would be definitely rock star. Um, one of the things that you would notice too, when you mentioned God of War, uh, one one of my criticisms of, of God of War was that I didn't really think uh, what was his name, Kratos. 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 I didn't think his voice matched how the character looked. 
And maybe I'm the only person who thinks that way, but with Red Dead Redemption, it looks like a lot of the voices for the characters, the way they look, match exactly. Yeah. You know? And uh, something else that you said that I wanted to touch on was uh, basically in a, in a video game, it should not only be something fun to play, it should not only be an outlet of, you know, for relaxing after a hard day's work, something like that, but it mm-hmm. should be someplace that, you know, you I enjoy being. Mm. And part of coming back to the game, part of the replayability is just the joy of of being within the game. And only certain games will do that. Like the latest download from, uh, or the, the last download, I should say, with for The Witcher. Mm-hmm. You, you walk through there and you don't want to leave. Like, like this is just a, pr- a wonderful spot to be. And we've talked about it a couple of times on uh, for uh, Sea of Thieves. Also, mm-hmm. we've done everything there is to do with Sea of Thieves, pretty much. And <laughs> <laughs> up until recently. Yeah. And, um, and we just kept on coming back to the game because it, it's a beautiful place to be. You get the water, you get the wind, some music every now and then, a lot of environmental stuff. And it's a, a really nice place place i was yeah. playing with a couple other people with that game the other, the other day mm-hmm. brand new players to it and they, they were asking me all these questions and i said yeah you'll probably get bored a little bit quick because you know there's only a few things to do but i said a lot of people keep on coming back because it's just a nice place to interact it's, yeah it's it's, it's it's fun that that's where that's part of the drawback i'm like yeah the water and the sky and everything's I'm like yeah anyhow so that looks like the same is going to be with red dead which after you've completed the entire story, you might come back to play cards. You might go hunting. You mm-hmm. might, you know, just kind of traverse and and see new sites if you haven't seen them yet. You know, and go exploring and whatever, whatnot. You know, there's gonna be download content for it anyway when it comes. You know, but anyhow, I also look forward to forging the relationships with the different characters. I, I really do like. I don't the, the setup I'm, of it. I'm a lone star myself. You're a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a one-man army. You're going to get kicked out of the posse in day one. <laughs> get out of here. How come that guy's not talking to anybody? There's something wrong with him. There's something ain't right. You're going to get boy. kicked out of the posse if you don't say something, son. <laughs> Normally, I'd tell you to shut up. But this time, I'm telling you to open that yapper. Is there anything else, Steve, that comes to mind due, due to the impressions? Hmm. I wonder how long it's going to be. You know it's going to be long. Didn't it, one of the other trailers that came out said it was going to be a lot longer than the last one? I don't know. There was a lot going on with the last one. There was a ton. The ending oh, was awesome, too. It was, Russ. I don't know how they're going to top that. I don't know either. They got to do something. I'm sure they have a lot of brilliant minds over there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm um, looking forward to seeing. You know, one thing that uh, was kind of cool, but it was only so-so because it was the Xbox 360 mm-hmm. limitations, but the train. And every, all the pictures that I've seen for the train, it looks awesome. Like, it looks to scale. All the lines are sharp and everything. It does. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think I'm going to have to eventually uh, either get a 4K TV or uh, plop in for, like, a 4K projector or something and then uh, upgrade the systems because these games, they just look so beautiful, and I am not getting the 4K experience. And actually... Speaking of, when I was at Sean's house, we were playing Horizon on his PS4 Pro, and he had one of those like 4K Ultra OLED TVs. Mm-hmm. That makes a vast difference. To that game and that game oh, is no. al- that game is already gorgeous. It is. I was very much like just 
my my mouth was just open the whole time. Like, man, yeah, you're, I've already played through this game, and now I'm looking at it. It feels like I'm I'm seeing it for the first time again. Were you breathing? Were you catching yourself breathing through your mouth? <sighs> Sean, are you seeing this? <sighs> He's like, get away from my TV. You're making it fog. <laughs> that oatmeal coffee we had earlier. Yeah, yeah. I'm smelling it. <laughs> No, I mean, if yeah, if you have any kind of HDR set up on your TV, that's something you want to flick on yeah. for this game, for sure. I'm also looking forward to the music. And I think that, that the music that was used in the gameplay trailer, I think that's probably what we can expect from the game. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to that oh, whole, yeah, Russ. like, outlaw, cowboy, western. Yeah. Uh, it's been too long, Steve. I think the last game that came out was in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Right around there been a good eight years at least about time eight years too long if you ask me it's true about time did you have any other uh impression comments you'd like to make steve no i think that's about it russ november can't come soon enough was it november or october i think i think we believe it was november okay Either way, it's going to be pure pretty soon. I thought it was like October 23rd or something. I think it's November. Steve, why don't you IMDB? Ah. We don't want to steer anybody wrong. We'll make sure that everybody is properly informed there. Okay. Red Red Sparrow. No, that's not it. Uh, (laughs) Hunt for Red October. Red Dawn. No, that's not going to be it, Russ. Okay. Red Dead. Red Dead. There we go. It says October. Ah. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it is October 23rd. And that will be a wonderful time because I will probably be playing that on Halloween. Well, probably not. I'll, I will be going out and uh, having fun with my daughter. But when she goes to bed, I will be having fun with that game. Not as much fun as I'm going to have, Russ, because I don't have any kids to go trick-or-treating. Steve, you're going to come over here, and you're going to have a good time. Russ, do you think your daughter let me borrow some candy, <laughs> knowing that she's not going to get it back? You know, you're, you're just going to go run around and steal <laughs> other kids' candy. Give me that. Are you going to have that Heath bar? You know, they're, they're, they're bad. They're bad for your teeth. But I'll be happy to get rid of it for you. There's a bald guy stealing <laughs> my candy. <laughs> we got 10 bags of candy, <laughs> even though we're not going to get but like 20 trick-or-treaters. Uh, Steve, when I told you to dress like a <laughs> bandit, I didn't mean for you to act like a bandit. <laughs> Psst, Ross. <laughs> Open the window. It's me. <laughs> You've got like 10 bags of candy. Yeah. <laughs> I just lifted this off a bunch of trick-or-treaters, a bunch of five-year-olds. <laughs> I didn't know I was coming. <laughs> Open the window. You turn around, all the moms are there. They spray you with mace. Yeah. <laughs> Got my mouth. Well, that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and pledge $1 a month for exclusive access and early access to the show. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com slash Joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, since we are back from vacation, that will be happening this week. And, uh, 
I believe. Until then, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.